This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome in to another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Now, I was going to keep this until later in the show, but I just got done watching Nick Kyrgios' message, Dear Tennis, on Uninterrupted, and I'm fired up. I watched that thing, and I'm jacked up, as you can see. I started this episode with a little, more, a little bit more a get-up than I usually start some episodes with, but... Wow, was it powerful, and he didn't hold back at all. Let me highlight what this is. So Nick Kyrgios, I didn't talk about this last week because it just happened. Nick Kyrgios is not playing in the U.S. Open, right? And I saw this coming. I mean, I think a lot of people saw this coming because he's been chirping other players for what they've done in Europe, what they've done at you know the Adria Tour, stuff like that. But Nick Kyrgios really came at some players in this uninterrupted um in this uninterrupted letter he wrote, and he spoke the letter out. And it's also surprising because it's in uninterrupted, which is kind of like LeBron James' company. So Nick Kyrgios is not only saying he's not playing in the US Open, but he's taking some jabs at some people, and also he's doing it on a very public stage. So here's a couple quotes I wrote down from it, right? At the beginning, he said, uh, we got to remember what's important. He said, we can rebuild sport, our sport, and the economy but not lives lost. In other words, it's not worth risking lives to be lost, especially here in America, which he mentions later on, and in Australia, his home country, but it's not worth that to play a sport and maybe get some economic value. But then he goes on to say, he credits that, you know, there are people that are a part of the U.S. Open and a part of these tournaments that need a job. You know, the cleaners, the you know, the court cleaners, the laundry people, the locker room attendants, um, people who need a job right now that frankly are out of a job because sports not there. And so he says, make sure we remember these people. And that's why, you know, that's a big reason why we're there as well, because we're giving a lot of people jobs. It's not just because of the players, right? Um, he comes, he comes at, uh, Alexander Zverev and Novak Djokovic by saying, um, you know, it's, let's remember, you know, let's not dancing on tables and money grabbing away in Europe. And that's not the way to do it. And he also says something about uh, making a quick buck hosting an exhibition. Calls that selfish. And that's a straight jab at Djokovic and um, Alexander Sferov. And what I mean, you got to watch this video. Go to Uninterrupted. Just type in Kyrgios on Twitter. And it's 1 minute 40 seconds. If you don't have 1 minute 40 seconds to spare before running into a brick wall, well, I've heard a couple of Tim Tebow speeches. But I'm telling you, Nick Kyrgios really goes at it here. Um, 
he you know re- reminder that the workers remind them of why they're reminds everyone on why they're there and it's a really powerful speech coming from Nick Kyrgios and he says I'm not playing because you know I want to make sure the Aussies make sure I'm taking care of Australia and for him it's just not worth it and he says for you players that it is worth it I completely understand just remember why you're going there you know because you know some of these players don't make as much money as the top you know 20 so they're going there because they need to make money they need to play but he just says, hey, remember why you're there. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, you have to go see it because it is such a powerful message straight out of Nick Kyrgios' mouth. Um, might as well just talk about the tournament now. Um, the U.S. Open, he's not playing in the U.S. Open, but the Western and Southern Open, which is Cincy, has announced the players that are going to be playing in it. And let me rattle off about 10 players here, right? Some of the biggest names playing in um, the Western Southern Open. And let me tell you this. I said this in prior podcasts, but um, this tournament, the Cincinnati tournament, is being played at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in New York, where the US Open is taking place. So I would venture to believe, unless something happens, like what's happening in Major League Baseball right now with the Marlins, big outbreak, whatever, um, I would imagine that all these players I'm about to say are going to be playing in the US Open because they're already there. Right, they're already going. Um, you know, they're already going along with all the regulations and stuff. So I'm going to venture to believe that they're going to be playing in that in uh, the U.S. Open as well. And why would you come all the way to New York if you're just going to play in the Masters 1000? Boom, roasted. Um, so not really roasted, but I'm fire. I'm still fired up by that Nick Kyrgios video. I'm not going to lie. You can tell I'm kind of talking fast. I'm kind of getting into it. Um, my voice is getting loud and then soft and then loud. Um. I'm I'm just fired up. It gets your blood get your blood moving a little bit. Nick Kyrgios, powerful guy. Um, the players that are in it. Let me get to it. Uh, Novak Djokovic is playing in it. Rafael Nadal, Dominic Team, Daniil Medvedev, Stefano Tsitsipas, Alexander Zverev, Matteo Berrettini, David Goffin, Roberto Batista Agut, and Diego Schwartzman. Powerful, powerful lineup there. Obviously, you're missing Roger Federer. Um, don't know if Nick Kyrgios would have been up there anyway, but that's nonetheless, um, you know, he's not playing in it, whatever, we'll move past. So these 10 players, pretty powerful. Let me go through it again. Djokovic, Nadal, Team, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, Schwartzman, Batista, Agut, Goffin, um, Berrettini, and Sferov. And let me get to some of the the four wild cards on the men's side that will be playing in this tournament. Andy Murray, ever heard of him? Yeah, that's another big name. Um, Francis Tiafo. American, he'll be playing in it. Tommy Paul, who I talked about in the last couple podcasts, um, he's been playing really, really well, and that's an American to keep an eye on. And then Tennis Sandgren, okay? So there's a lot of good players, a lot of big names playing in this tournament. So I think as far, and this is the first tournament back because DC got canceled. So I think as far as ratings go for tennis, and you know, tennis wants a lot of people to start watching tennis again when it gets to you know the big stage and it's in New York, there's going to be a lot of tennis fans and a lot of people watching this because... There's a lot of big names in it. I know Federer's not in it, but you got Djokovic, Nadal, Team, Zverev. Um, you got some big names in this tournament. And frankly, I'm really, really looking forward to the Cincy Open. Um, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't get canceled. Uh, it still could. I don't know the regulations. I know uh, a few podcasts back, I talked about how Djokovic was a little iffy on the regulations that are going to be happening uh, at the USTA National Tennis Center. And once those re- once those regulations... Um, come out, 
I will for sure talk about it and talk about it on this podcast about, you know, do, is this sustainable? Is this a way that, you know, I'm no medical expert, but, you know, we've been watching the MLB, we've been watching the bubbles of the NBA and um, the NHL and uh, the NFL is kind of going about what the MLB is. Yeah, this will kind of be a bubble. This kind of be a hybrid of either of them where they're not going to be traveling, but they're not going to be just on one campus like, um, you know, how, how they have in Orlando for the NBA or how they have up in Edmonton and stuff for um, the NHL. But nevertheless, this could be something that, um, you know, puts tennis really on the map during this quarantine time and during this pandemic. And I think a lot of people around the world that don't really have any sport going on, how the U.S. has some sport, how the ones around the world maybe not have a whole lot more sport going on. They're really looking forward to this uh, global sport getting back up and running in New York City. Very interested in how this is going. Very intrigued by the tournament in itself. Hope everybody stays safe at it. I really, really, really am rooting for it to happen, not only because I love the U.S. Open, but because I love the sport of tennis. And I never want something bad to happen, especially for those great people of New York who have been through hell and back, it seems like in this pandemic. So that's uh Cincinnati, that's the Western and Southern Western and Southern Open and just something to keep an eye on. August 22nd it's coming at you from New York City. So we are just a couple weeks away. We're not far away from this tournament. Um so keep your eye on it. Keep keep it uh in your thoughts because it's gonna be coming your way to a TV near you real, real soon. And to remember, it's a Masters 1000. So they're going from a Masters 1000 to a US Open. Quite, quite impressive stuff, if you ask me. Um, those are two big tournaments to come right back into tennis. Um, there's rumor that there might be a uh, cancellation in uh, in Rome, I believe, as part of the clay court series. Uh, that's just a rumor for now. So don't freak out yet, but some of the clay court series might be canceled as well, but we'll keep you updated uh, next podcast on if that's, I don't know what tournament is for sure yet. I read it earlier today, but I'll keep you updated on that uh, when when we figure it out. So the next thing I want to talk about is there's this uh, ATP coach and player fan experiences um, to raise money, right? For coronavirus relief and various other things, right? And these players raised 225,000 United States dollars. And so what this was, was it's kind of like a um, all-in challenge that a lot of the professional athletes did. It's kind of one of those, but just for the sport of tennis. So it's a lot of unique experiences. Um, one one was um, one person paid $51,000 was a winning bid for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with Andy Murray at Wimbledon. So you're going to hang out at Wimbledon with them. Um the, they'll spend one hour uh the All-In England Club at the 2021 Wimbledon Championships, get two tickets, men finals, enjoy a private lunch with members and closures, whatever, right? Pretty cool experience. One winner bids $27,000 to spend two hours on court with three-time Grand Slam champion Stan Wawrinka. And so that's another cool thing, stuff like that. Um, you know, people bid $10,500 um, to go to the, or to hit with Grigor Dimitrov and another 7000 to hit with Feliciano Lopez. I mean, just simple things for these players to raise money, right? And so some of this money, let's get to where this money's going. A lot of cool experiences. If you haven't seen it, hop on atptour.com and you'll see um, a layout of some of the things that people won for, you know, quite a lot of money. I mean, $51,000 um, for an all-exclusive at Wimbledon. 
quite expensive, but nevertheless, it's going to be a really cool experience for whoever gets it. Um, part of the proceeds raised um, will be donated to the UNICEF Coronavirus Children's Crisis Appeal. Um, so a lot of it's going to coronavirus. Um, I think all of it's going to some sort of way coronavirus has affected things. And then the article I'm reading on ATP Tour about this um, doesn't really make it super clear, but I think some of the proceeds are going to that player relief fund, which I talked about a while ago about how Dominic Team didn't believe that he should, you know, spend his hard-earned money paying some of these players that, you know, some of the players that play on the tour and don't make a lot of money, right? And they need to keep playing in order to make money. And because of the coronavirus, they weren't able to. So, you know, maybe they're under because of the coronavirus and some of the players you think professional athletes but not all of them make a lot of money um so some i believe some of it went to that don't quote me on that but that's kind of how the layout of this article and the layout of what it kind of was kind of explains it like that um but from what i've read um right now the player relief fund has made over six million dollars aimed to support 800 players um who have been really affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So $6 million in the tennis community. I mean, what a year to raise money for tennis, right? Coronavirus hits, all these players start pitching pitching in the money they can. You know, some of the top players, let's pitch in money, let's pitch in money, let's pitch in money. Let's not forget what happened in Australia in January, the wildfires. Um, Let's have the Australian Open a few days before it. Let's come together, have all the big players raise a bunch of money. I mean, they raised millions upon millions upon millions of dollars just in the tennis world for the Australian wildfires. Little did they know that was setting them up for a pandemic to come. But nevertheless, I mean, the tennis community is stronger than ever, I believe, right now in how they really come together. And it's more unified now than ever. I know you have the Nick Kyrgios coming at some players and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. But the fact of the matter is they're raising a lot of money and they're using their platform for really, really, really positive things right now. And because we're out of the new norm, or because we're out of the norm, let's put it that way, and we're in a new norm, these players are really using their platform and their financial stability to really help a lot of other people um, affected by COVID-19. And they did that earlier in January with the Australian wildfire. So nevertheless, very proud to be a part of a sport that is the sport of tennis. And you can read it online. You can look at articles and just see the power and the global presence that the sport of tennis has. Uh, Let's rotate over. This is another thing that the sport of tennis is great at. I read this a while back, but I just haven't got to it in a podcast until I just remembered it today. And I was like, I can't believe I haven't talked about that. But it said, uh, I read an article that said Wimbledon is paying all their main draw players um, still prize money. I mean, this is probably coming out of their, you know, boatload of millions of dollars they got for their insurance right? Because they've been paying insurance for how many years and they came out because of the pandemic, they had pandemic insurance and they just like $1 million, $1 million a year for how many years. And now they just get a boatload of money coming in. But nevertheless, Wimbledon's paying some of their main draw players or all of their main draw players. Really, really, really good to see, um, especially in the sport of tennis and the all England club. Uh, Really, really happy to see that, you know, that's part of this initiative of the player relief fund well if you're going to make the main draw there you're going to get your money and so that was really cool to see another thing i want to talk about uh roger fetter had a rooftop match it was an advertisement but i think some of these uh some of these girls were playing a rooftop tennis and roger kind of quote unquote surprised them probably knew they were coming but it kind of went a viral video of them playing rooftop tennis next thing you know they're in a commercial for i believe it was pasta 
playing rooftop tennis with Roger Federer. I mean, name a better quarantine activity than playing rooftop tennis and then all of a sudden Roger Federer surprises you. I speechless. Got to be amazing. Good for those um good for those women. It was really cool to watch. A lot of smiles, a lot of, you know, something to brighten up your world. I mean, it's Roger Federer. You can't be mad at him, right? I knock on wood because I don't want to be mad at him. I don't want something to happen. Um, Let me end with this. I haven't really touched on Jem's life since this podcast has been going the last few months, right? I've just, the the whole quarantine time, they kind of weren't doing much. Uh, Earlier on my podcast days, I talked a lot about Jem's life, a lot about what they're doing, but they kind of stepped back. So I stepped back from them, um, you know, let them breathe a little bit. And now they're back at it, right? They were on a boat the other day and you got to see this video. A lot of places have retweeted it. Um, reshare the video, but on Twitter and on Instagram, you can see it at places, but go to Gems Life on Twitter or on Instagram. You'll see it here. But uh, Gael Monfils was absolutely killing it on Friday. He had some dance move. I don't really know what dance move it was, but he kind of freestyled for a minute or so. And I think it was like a voiceover thing where like the song was already playing because they tried to voice it and it didn't work out well. But nevertheless, astounding energy from that man. I saw it that day and right, so overseas there... Um, you know, they're way ahead of us on time. So it's probably afternoon there, morning here in the States. And I saw it. Same thing with the Nick Kyrgios um, video I watched today. I was ready to run through a brick wall. I was like, thank you, Guy Monfils, for starting my day with an absolutely electric factory. And I'm about ready to put this work day behind me and drive through it like a brick wall. I mean, it was amazing. Let, there's a lot of things firing you up in the world of tennis right now. And they're a lot of fun to watch. Um, but Gem's Life back at it, they're... Spending some time together, I think, before they come over come over here to the States and start playing in the U.S. Open. I believe they're playing in it. I'm guessing in the next couple of weeks, there'll be a lot more players dropping out or saying they'll play and stuff like that. And once the draw comes out, um, obviously, it'll let us know what players are playing in the Western and Southern Open, the Cincy, formerly known as the Cincy Open, um, happening in New York City. Nevertheless, that's my episode right there. I kind of went on a rant for a little bit, but um, a lot of topics to get to today. I kind of talked about a lot. What a filling episode. A lot happened today. Um, Thank you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can reach out at Jacob Sersosimo, C-E-R-S-O-S-I-M-O, on both my Instagram and my Twitter. Um, Hopefully having a guest here in the next couple weeks, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, If you want to sponsor, uh, you can reach out at Believe podcast b-l-e-a-v or at believe.com you reach out to them both on instagram and twitter as well once again stay safe tennis is almost back it's just around the corner stay safe take care of yourself we're still in the pandemic wear a mask if it's going to keep you safe and as always take care this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.